What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, I am going to tell you why calories don't make you fat. That is right. Calories are not the problem. Calories are also not the solution. What do I mean by that? You're going to find out in just a matter of minutes. Before we get into this heated discussion, I need to, hopefully you can't hear my crazy dogs barking in the background, but uh, what I need to do is ask for a favor. And that favor is to like and subscribe to the show wherever it is that you listen. That is how we will continue to grow and reach new heights with this podcast. It is growing slowly, but surely, which is all you can ask for. A lot of people focus on higher highs. What what many people fail to do is focus on higher lows. Anytime you're trying to grow something, whether it be a business, a podcast, or even improving your body composition, the urge is to chase dopamine and have those like record-breaking months. You want your highest revenue month. You want your most amount of downloads. You want your lowest weight in years. Except that dopamine hit is often unsustainable. So typically, your highest high is followed by your lowest low. In business, I call that best month, worst month syndrome. It's where you push so hard. I see this with coaches all the time. They push so hard to grow their business and to hit this high revenue month. They get the dopamine hit and they come crashing down. And then they feel like shit and they start all over again. People do that with their weight as well. You jump into a fad diet, you hit this new low, you're so excited, you get that dopamine rush, and then it all comes unraveling. So slow and steady. Focus on your floor, not just your ceiling. Anyway, wherever it is that you listen to the show, please subscribe, follow, like, whatever the button is that allows you to get notified when there are new episodes. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's July, people. We're halfway through 2023, which is absolutely insane. So this is a good time to reflect on the first half of the year, what went well, what didn't go so well, and what you want to focus on in the back half of 2023. I would say take inventory of, did you keep promises that you made to yourself? Did you act in alignment with your values? Did you follow through on the things that you said you wanted? Are your words and your actions congruent? Or is there a disconnect? If there is, don't feel bad about it. There's no judgment. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Rather than judging yourself, just assess, be curious. Why were my actions and my words out of alignment? Why was there a disconnect? And what can I do to fix that? Can I keep a small promise to myself? Small promises go a long way. Small habits go a long way. There's a good chance that we're going to be running a challenge at the end of this month, at the end of July. We're still putting together all of the details, but it's highly likely that that's going to happen. And what I'm trying to do is create a challenge that is focused on this form of building momentum where we keep small promises to ourselves and we focus on progress over perfection and we cruise through the end of summer. Because most people struggle during this time. 
Most people take their hands off the wheel. Most people are doing the whole, let's chase dopamine, go after a fad diet, go after this quick fix, and then the wheels come falling off. So what's going to happen is if you don't take the small promise approach, you're going to always find yourself oscillating between really motivated and all the way out and back and forth and back and forth, that all or nothing cycle. So what I'm what I'm doing is I'm putting together the game plan for you to follow where it's small promises that are easy to keep, to build momentum, to then build the foundation so we build your floor. So that way, anytime there's a misstep, anytime there's a poor decision, it does not impact you because you've already built the foundation. You've already raised your floor. You don't fall all the way down the mountain. You just fall a little bit down. Anyway, that's what we're gearing up for. Um, but set the intention, set the intention for the second half of the year, assess what went well, what didn't go well, where can I improve? And uh, tell me, actually hold yourself accountable by sharing it. Just message me on Instagram, hit me up at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and tell me what your intention is for the second half of the year. I, I truly would love to hear it if you're open to sharing and if you want to hold yourself accountable. Uh, so... The other thing that you can do is write a five-star rating and review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you'll be eligible to win a supplement from one of our sponsors, Cured, Organifi, or Paleo Valley. There's some incredible products between the three, and uh, I highly recommend you leave the five-star rating and review because who doesn't want to win some stuff? And there's really, we only get like five ratings uh, and reviews each week, so Pretty good odds to win. All right. That's enough of an intro. Let's jump in. Calories. Calories do not make you fat. And I know you might be listening and thinking, but Mike, what about the laws of thermodynamics? What about energy balance? What about calories in versus calories out? Are you trying to tell me that the science is not real? No, I'm not trying to tell you that the science is not real. Technically, if you consume more calories than you burn, you will gain weight. But that's not actually the issue. The real issue, let's, let's paint this picture. I'm going to give you two analogies. The first is, imagine that you take a hammer and instead of using the hammer as it was intended, you decide... I'm going to take this hammer. I'm going to smash my hand with it. And then you're like, damn, hammers are the worst. I really need to get control of this hammer, right? Technically, the hammer broke your hand. But wouldn't you think for a second, hmm, why in the world did I decide to smash my hand with a hammer in the first place? Or here's another analogy. Let's say that you have this operating system that's running on your computer and your operating system is not producing the outcome that you want because there's all these new programs and features, but you need to upgrade your operating system in either in order for them to work. Okay. So you're like, you've got this old operating system. It's not producing the way that you want it to. And then you start to download all of these programs. And 
because you don't have the proper operating system on your computer, none of those programs are functioning and you keep getting error messages and you're not getting them to work and you can't do the things that you want to do on your computer. And you're like, these programs are trash. I need more control over these programs. No, you need to upgrade your operating system. So when we smash our hand with a hammer, the hammer wasn't the problem, which means the hammer certainly isn't the solution. And you see how this connects to calories? We're, we're going we're gonna to dig a little bit deeper into this. So the calories are never the solution. They haven't been the solution. We have decades worth of research to tell us that calories aren't the solution. But yet that is where everybody focuses. In fact, the diet industry collects 80 billion, billion with a B, 80 billion dollars a year on convincing people that calories are the problem. And every single year we get sicker and we get fatter. So let's, let's stick with this hammer analogy. Imagine 70% of the population, 70% of the population were consistently smashing their hands with hammers. 70% happens to be the number of overweight people that there are. 70% of the population, approximately 70% of the population are overweight. And yet, we're sitting here talking about hammers. Hey, you need to try this hammer. You need more discipline with your hammer. You just need to have more willpower with your hammer. This hammer is dirty. You need to try clean hammering, <laughs> right? Don't eat that. Eat these clean foods. You need more control over your calories. You need more discipline over your calories, right? Like, the programs on your computer. No, you just need to try those programs harder. You need to delete all of those programs and run on less programs. No, the operating system is what needs adjusting. Every single year, $80 billion is spent on dieting. That's like people smashing their hands with hammers and then every year spending $80 billion trying different hammers, but still hitting their hand. They're like, I don't get it. I tried this hammer and I still smashed my hand. I tried this other hammer and I still smashed my hand. Every single year, imagine that. Imagine every year more people were hitting their hand with hammers and more money was being pumped into the system to only be told to try to control yourself with hammers. Something isn't adding up. At some point in time, there has to be a logical conclusion to ask the question, why? Why the fuck is everybody smashing their hands with hammers? That would be the most obvious question to ask if we wanted a real solution. Why? Aren't we upgrading our operating system? Why are we still running this old program that isn't working? The output is not what we want it to be. This operating system is not allowing our computer to function the way that we want it to. 
And yet we're doing everything but assessing the operating system. If your current roadmap and your current operating system are not producing the results that you want, obsessing over calories sure as fuck will not change it. Controlling calories is not going to change that. Monitoring calories won't change that. Having more discipline and willpower won't change that. All we do is come up with new ways to control calories. And yet, what do the statistics say? Year over year, chronic disease is on the rise. Year over year, obesity is on the rise. And yet no one stops to ask the question as to why. Why do we continue to overindulge on calories all the time? And no, it's not just eat better. It's not just eat clean. It's the operating system that creates the output that tells you to overindulge or emotionally eat, or stress eat, or grab convenient foods. It's the operating system that tells you to do those things. It's not about trying harder. harder. It's not about having more discipline or willpower. It's we need to stop addressing the symptoms and get to the root cause. Stop looking at the programs that you're trying to run, which would be like macro tracking, clean eating, fasting, keto, whatever. Those are all the programs. The operating system that is telling you the outputs, like the operating system determines the outputs is where the focus should be. Not the symptom. Stop addressing the symptom and get to the root of the issue. Symptom control is what dieting is all about. Symptom control is why diets are so successful. We love to treat symptoms. Well, I spent my entire life eating this way and gaining a bunch of weight. And then I tried to fix the symptom of being overweight, the symptom of being overweight and unhappy and not liking the way that my clothes fit. So I'm going to try to treat the symptom and obsessively control calories. And how did that work? It didn't because you tried to control calories and you did it for a short period of time, but you never actually changed the operating system that got you to the place where you were unhappy. You never actually fixed anything. You want freedom? You want lifelong results? Get to the root of the issue. Why? Ask yourself why. Why do you overindulge? Why do you emotionally eat? Why do you choose poor quality foods? Why are you dependent on alcohol for coping? These are all examples where these things exist within your operating system. And the thing about change, change is so difficult because you have to leave the familiar. It's like moving away from home. Nobody likes that feeling. Some people recognize, yeah, I need to do it. I'm not talking about just leaving your physical environment. I'm talking about leaving the comfort zone, the predictable pattern. That fundamental change is so difficult that people will find every opportunity and excuse to stay the same. Even when they think they're changing, 
they're not really changing because they're still holding on to some kind of external blame or excuse that keeps them stuck. And then they can still point fingers or they can sabotage and still be in control or perceived control of known failure. You got to address the root. Why? Why is this part of your operating system? Maybe it was part of your family dynamic. Maybe you only felt loved when you finished every single bite of food on your plate and you developed this habitual desire to eat everything in front of you. Or maybe food was the only thing that felt safe in your childhood or when you went off to school or whatever. Maybe you felt unworthy or unlovable and you used food to hide or as a form of punishment. Or you never learned other ways to cope with emotions. And so food was the predictable, comfortable coping mechanism that you've depended on for a long time. I heard a quote by Russell Brand, who was on a podcast I listened to called The Diary of a CEO. And it was a great episode. And he said something that was so profound. And he he just kind of like said it and like they didn't even they didn't even dive into this topic, but I thought it was really, really valuable. He said, you cannot parent others until you can parent yourself. And I was like, holy shit, every person <laughs> needs to hear this because isn't it ironic that most people are trying to be healthy and fit because of their kids? Like that's a big, and I'm not saying that's the only reason, but I'm saying that's a big motivator for a lot of people to say, you know what? I want to be around for my kids. I want to see them grow up. I want to be able to play with them, be active. I want to be an example. I want them, I want to to model what healthy behaviors look like. Like I want to be that example. And yet you're you can't even parent yourself. That's the irony. Parenting yourself is addressing some of these issues, getting introspective about why you stress eat or emotionally eat or use alcohol to cope. And I'm not, and I'm not speaking negatively about any of these things. These are the most human things that we can do, but we're so afraid to go there. We're so afraid to open that wound to get to the root of the issue because we want to hide behind calories. We want to hide behind calories as the solution. Calories were never the problem. Calories will never be the solution. We have decades, literally decades worth of research that tells us that. How many more years do we have to waste listening to calories in, calories out, and still seeing chronic disease increase, obesity increase, life expectancy go down? It's crazy. You cannot parent others until you parent yourself. So many of our clients come to us and they're like, I've spent my whole life doing everything for everyone else. And it's like, great. Where's that gotten you? Well, I want to make sure that they're taken care of. And, and how's that working for you? Are you taken care of? Because if you're not taken care of, I don't care how much time you spend on them. They're not taken care of either because they're getting a, a rinsed, uh, a watered down, exhausted version of you. And you probably don't even recognize it. Maybe parent yourself first 
And then watch how good of an example you can set for others. This is the work that everybody skips. This is the part that everybody skips because it's so much easier to just say, uh, could you just give me a macro adjustment? I need more. I need a new macro plan. That's, that's the answer. It's the fucking macros. <laughs> oh man. It's not, it's not the macros. I want to take a brief pause in this episode to tell you about some new products from Organifi. You guys already know that grain juice, crisp apple, my absolute favorite. That's how I start my day. Get some incredible micronutrients. By the way, I had a call with a, a avid listener of the show, and she is somebody who's in the medical field and is trying to become a functional nutritionist. And she said that after listening, she started to take Organifi and take the green juice and said she's never felt better in her life. So that was really cool to hear. And yeah, absolutely a staple in my morning routine. And then of course, the gold chocolate in the evenings and uh, Mel has been using Harmony, but Organifi just came out with some new products that I am super excited about. And we've already included them into our routine. The first is collagen, which has been a highly requested product. A lot of people ask me about collagen and now you have it from the absolute best in the business in Organifi. You know it is the highest quality, best ingredients, no corners cut. Uh, so that's something that I actually just add to my coffee in the morning, which is really cool and helps with all sorts of things. Your uh, bone health and joint health and hair and nails and cartilage and all these amazing benefits of collagen. So add a little scoop to your coffee and you're good to go. And then their magnesium. Magnesium is something that most people are deficient in. And magnesium plays a role in over 800 processes in the body. And if most people are deficient and it's kind of an important thing, um, why not supplement? That is one that has been a staple of mine that now I've added from the Organifi side of things um, because I trust them. And I was just getting like generic uh, magnesium on Amazon, but instead now I have a trusted source and uh, it's magnesium glycinate, which is great for recovery and can also help with sleep. So highly recommend that as well. Uh, let's just start there. Uh, I've also been taking a couple gut health products from them. I will report back. Uh, they have one that's called Digest that I've been taking, and then they have a probiotic. Um, I will report back on how I feel. I just started those. So give it like a couple weeks and then I'll let you guys know. But collagen, magnesium, and then of course the pop bundle, which is an unofficial bundle where you get the crisp apple green juice, the gold chocolate, and the harmony which is a cacao flavor. And then you might as well throw in the collagen and the magnesium as well, because those are absolutely staples of mine. So if you want 20% off all of that, you go to Organifi.com slash popfam. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M and use code popfam at checkout. It's 20% off you can also get 20% off their bundles, which are already discounted. I talk a lot about the Sunrise to Sunset bundle, one of my favorites because it's green juice, gold juice, and red juice. And then you also get their focus product, uh, their, their nootropic, 30-day uh, supply of that totally free. So you get the discount plus the pop discount plus the free product. It's pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, 
Check out the magnesium, check out the collagen, check out the crisp apple green, the gold chocolate, the harmony. You've got your pick. Some incredible products to choose from. Organifi.com slash popfam. The code is popfam, P-O-P-F-A-M, and you get 20% off. And now let's get back to the episode. Anybody can follow a plan. What happens when things get stressful? What happens when you deal with negative emotions? What happens when you get into a fight with your spouse? What happens when your boss is being an asshole? What happens when your kids are giving you a hard time and you're constantly worried and have anxiety about that? Like, that's real. That's real life. You got to get to the root of those coping mechanisms, of those outlets. You have to change the operating system if you want to change the output and the outcome. The operating system is what determines your behaviors and the outcome that you get. And no, that is not calories. That's not macros. That's your habits, your beliefs, your behaviors, your rituals, your routines, why you do the things that you do. But we want to keep running new programs and jump from program to program instead of addressing the operating system that determines everything. You have to go there. You have to parent yourself before you can parent others. If you're one of those people that says, I want to do this to set a better example for my kids, I want to be the example. I don't want them to have the shitty relationship with food that I have. I don't want them to struggle like I've struggled. Great. Then then start with you. Parent yourself. Get to the root, fix the operating system so that it produces the outcome that you want. And if you don't know how to do that, spoiler alert, most people can't do that on their own. In fact, I don't think I've spoken to anybody who's gotten to a place where they feel totally confident and comfortable with where they're at physically, mentally, emotionally without help. I'm sure there's an example out there. I haven't heard it. Every single person I've interviewed, so many people who have achieved what others want to achieve, and they always have a story of getting support, of getting guidance, of getting help, investing in themselves, of just deciding, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to stop pretending and playing this game of saying that I want to change, and I'm actually going to change. Change the operating system so you get the outcome that you want. You have to parent yourself first. We all want the same thing. Humans all want the same thing. We want to belong. We want to be loved. We want to be admired. We want to be respected. We want to be valued. And we often overindulge because we're missing some of those things. Food can be an easy outlet to fill a void. It's readily available. It's very predictable. And it can, you know, serve that purpose, but calories are not the problem. And in a food environment that is built for comfort and convenience, it becomes even more important to get to the root of the issue. It's, it's scary. I know most people don't want to go there because it feels naked and vulnerable, which is why most people, if we're just talking statistics, most people will continue to pump money into a diet industry that keeps them gaining weight and feeling worse about themselves. 
which leads to a worse relationship with food and more dependence on dieting. Because as they rebound and gain weight, they look to more diets as the answer. Oh, it must be calories. This set of macros didn't work, but this set of macros will. Bullshit. You have to get to the root. But yeah, let's let's keep blaming calories. It's all energy balance. And people rattle that off as if it's just, yeah, just eat less. Control your calories more. How's that been working so far? As a whole, we're failing. And it's not because we lack discipline. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because we lack willpower. It's because nobody wants to address the operating system that produces the outcome that they don't want to change that operating system. Because change is scary because it requires leaving the familiar, leaving that comfort zone. That's why there's so much resistance to change. And the unfortunate part about that is most people will not change fully until the pain of staying the same is greater than the perceived pain of change. And that bothers me. I mean, it's part of the human condition and it really bothers me because my goal is to create enough awareness around these patterns that I see all the damn time. Every single day, I see these patterns. I just want to create enough awareness so one person can be like, you know what? Things are are not that bad, but I can see where they're going, and I'm going to stop it now before it gets worse. Because time is incredibly valuable, and I don't want to waste more of it. I want to do this for myself now, today. In this moment, not tomorrow, not when I get back from this vacation, not when the summer's over, not any of this bullshit future pacing nonsense that we tell ourselves, which is all a fucking lie. It's now. It's right now. If it's not, then what else is there? There is nothing that makes me happier than when we have a client who finally opts out of the system of the reliance on dieting and calories and recognizes that the operating system that they've been working with is not serving them and they just opt out. They're like, yeah, I get it. They have the light bulb moment. They know how they've been using food. They know that it's been a a coping mechanism and outlet and they work actively to change that operating system. They step into that uncomfortable place. And then it's only a matter of time until they have a new system, a new operating system that works in their favor. There is nothing that makes me happier than to see that, where they recognize that another diet was never going to be the answer. And they actually do the internal work to create that freedom so that they don't have guilt over food. They don't have to obsess over food. They don't have to punish themselves because of what they ate. And then, oh, it's nice because the physical results just happen as a byproduct. And it happens rather easily because if you are changing your habits and your behaviors and your belief system, the outcome that you get will be in line with that. It's actually pretty straightforward, but so many people are hesitant to go to that place it's necessary. You can you can dance around it. Here's the thing. You can ignore everything that I'm saying. 
and you'll keep doing things the way that you've been doing them. And here's what'll happen. You'll keep struggling. You'll find short-term periods of success and you'll feel like, oh my God, am I actually making progress? But then you'll have a moment where life gets in the way, my schedule got busy, things got crazy, and you'll be back into those habits of using food to manage emotions, using food as a stress outlet, not understanding how that's been serving you, not going to that place where you actually change the operating system that produces those results, and you'll be right back at square one. And then you'll start to tell yourself that you can't be successful. You'll start to label yourself as an emotional eater. You'll start to label yourself as a failure. You'll start to reinforce the old belief system that kept you stuck in the first place. That's what's going to happen if you continue to do things the way that you've done them. It doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. You always have a choice. You can buy another hammer. You can go down, buy another hammer, get another diet, sign up for another diet program, do a quick fix program, or you can learn why you keep hammering yourself in the first place and how to stop it. There's always a choice. You can start deleting programs and try to reload them and think that it's the program, or you can look at the operating system that you need to produce the result that you want. Always, always a choice. You're not broken. I promise you, if you have this thought, nothing ever works for me. It's probably because you're focusing on the hammer. Nothing ever works for me. Yeah, another hammer is not going to work for you. Another calorie plan is not going to work for you. We got to get real. We got to get down to the real shit that makes a difference. How do we do that? We assess it and we create awareness around it. And then we try a different approach. And over time, you develop a different approach and a different belief system and different habits and different routines that better serve the outcome that you want. That's what it looks like to build a foundation. That's what it looks like to raise your floor. And I just have to say that doing it alone will always, always cost you more money, cost you more time, cost you more energy, and cost you more effort. Always, 100% of the time, it will always be that way. It will always cost you more money. It will always cost you more time. It will always cost you more energy and it will always cost you more effort. And if you don't believe me, keep going down the same path. Don't change because you'll see for yourself. You might try to justify it. You might try to rationalize it. Or you can look in the mirror and you can recognize that you have to stop believing the bullshit that you're telling yourself and start parenting yourself and prioritizing yourself and investing in yourself. And you will recognize the return on the time, the money, the energy, the effort. And you'll be like, damn it, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Why didn't I do this 20 years ago? Because that's the exact same thought that I had. But I'm grateful that I didn't stop. I'm grateful that I did eventually change. I played the diet game for a long ass time. It never worked. Once I fixed the operating system 
That's when I felt truly free. You can have the same thing for yourself. Just have to reach out and grab it and go get it. Hopefully this was helpful and I will talk to you guys very soon.